had that second uh, the second confirmation of saying we needed to actually do the live twice. Are, so are, yeah, we're, it, let let's see. Are we live? I uh, we're, we're are we alive or are we live? Are we live? Live 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 live. live. I, I'm I just have hoping. no idea. I can't. It's still saying to notify. This is this is if, if you're catching this live, we're real good let's at the podcasting. No. Oh, wait. hey, yeah, hey, look. See, there's this just like massive delay. Yeah, so there's a huge delay. I let's see. Uh, welcome, welcome to the podcast with the. Oh, no. hey, yeah, look. See, there's this just like massive delay. Yeah. Hey, we sound pretty good. Actually, levels are not bad. Yeah, that's 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 pretty okay, good. Well, thank hey, you for everybody. joining us, everybody. Welcome yeah. to a tech podcast. I didn't get my water. Get, vamp, vamp. Okay, so basically, this is how it's going. We are in Southern California. We are in Laguna Beach. Media tech. At the yeah <laughs> yeah. At our uh, basically at a Media Tech Tech Summit. This is a yearly tech summit that. One, I have had an opportunity and the and the, uh, now, the blessing of being part year, of this year because I feel like last year we got the big announcements at the summit, but there we've was been talking about some of the the. We actually did get a chance to talk about that a little bit the last 93. week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The ninety three hundred's so, already been announced. I mean, there were there were we got more like, information. I was about to say, yeah, 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 that we have more information. We actually get to see some demo devices here that are actually running the hardware. Yeah. And in fact, right over there, and you can't see it, is a whole crew of YouTubers. We've got like uh, uh, Ben, we've got uh, I Justine, we've we got uh, Michael, we've got Jaime. <laughs> yeah. It's like Romper Room. We've got Enabong is back down there. And they're all holding we have a Vivo. Tech Chap is in there. I Danny wonder Winget. what Vivo they might be holding. TK, I'm gonna. Ex, I'm just gonna say X to the 100, 100 bro. Maybe. <laughs> well, so here's the weird thing about it. This year has been basically very announcement device, like two seconds later type of yeah. conversation thing. We saw that not that long ago. We finally see it here. Obviously, the 9300 was announced ahead of the event. Yes. Actually, more like at the beginning of the month. And the biggest thing about it, obviously, is that there actually is two devices that are featuring yep. the 9300, obviously from Vivo. We've seen them before, the X100, the X100 100 Pro. Pro. And seriously, one is not joking. It is seriously sitting right there off over to there. the left of us. Hopefully, we'll get some hands-on with it. Uh, it's uh, still early. Follow us on the social medias because we'll have like photos of us holding it and stuff. There's a lot that we still can't show people we'll do the, yet. We'll do the candid hold-up with oh, the famous oh, what person. What the phone looks like. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then, uh, obviously, we're coming at a different time, different location. But we are on, on location. Uh, the summit itself is technically officially over. There are some demos and some yeah. things that we still have access to do. And there are some things that, unfortunately, we cannot discuss yet. Yes. But soon, we'll be able to talk we about We know things that. that you can't know yet. Isn't that like the story of our life, though? Like every time we get on great. the show, it's, like, I mean, it's really not a bad place to be. I would highly recommend more people be like us. <laughs> no more and not share or share less and no more. <laughs> what kind of conversation is that? Well, both. Yeah, I mean, there's all the things that I don't know. And, oh, the, yeah. the tomes we could fill. Oh, the tomes. Yeah, definitely. But no, it's exciting. <laughs> there's a lot of things that we, we heard. Um, I'll say the say. I'll say this. The, the word gen AI, generative yeah. AI, AI was said so many times. I feel like this could have been a party where people were taking, you know. If if I had planned ahead, I would have done the video master cut like yeah. they did for 5G for the iPhone 12. You know, the 5G and 5G and 5G, 5G and 5G. 5G. For 5G. us, it was AI, AI and machine learning and AI and Lama and Gen AI. AI. And Laura. India is AI. And Well, actually, that was a surprising part. I do want to touch a little bit more sure. about that one. And uh, We had a... Well, well, hold on. Where do we yeah. want to start? Because we could go all over the place and we're not going to have to... We're, we're not going to be able to do our normal, like, two-hour long, 90-minute show. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So... Do we want to just lightly touch Dimensity 9300? So we can talk about that. Because we know yeah. a lot about what's going on there. It's out. It's all confirmed now. 
It is. So it we, is, we, and we, we know have partners that are already starting to show. It's in products that we've been able to kind of it's actually available a to buy now. It's not even just in products. <sighs> if you happen to be in an Asian market where this device is being sold, X100 Pro base model imported to the United States like eight ninety nine. That's crazy. That's insane. Exactly. And, and well, and the exciting part that I saw there is that. The 9300 is going to power both the 100 and the 100 Pro. Yeah. No word yet on a Pro Plus. Obviously, this is Vivo. Could and, and, potentially... and I'm not surprised because Vivo's Vivo's launch strategy last year was a little sort of segmented also. A little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if no, we no. get a Pro Plus, it might just be China only, which is kind of bold of Vivo to say for the second year in a row, to the phone the... that's more broad is going to stick with the MediaTek chipset. They're, exactly. not, they're not making a Qualcomm variant that's going international. I, I will say, though, that the 9200 on the X90 Pro was absolutely one of the more the better solutions, I think, or at least say this, the, the device that featured or highlighted all the best features, and I do apologize, sure. we have yeah, a- Yeah, we got a military helicopter buzzing us right now. That's how we're doing it They're now. making sure we don't give up any state secrets. Yeah, the moment we said 9200, next 90 Pro. Oh, alarm. Wow, that's not an Apache. Is no, it an Apache? Maybe. It might be. I don't, I don't know helicopter. It does not look like a news chopper. So we're, we're, I'm going to try not to yell because you can still probably hear me better than the helicopter because of this microphone. Oh, no, so, um, in, in looking at what, what we're dealing with now, I feel we're in our third generation of proper premium ultra tier chip from MediaTek going head to head against the best that Qualcomm has to offer. Absolutely. And I think that this is going to be an interesting year to see if more companies, because we there's always a stigma. Okay. So you've got like your mid range and your upper premium phones. That's fine if it's MediaTek, but for the ultras, you gotta go Qualcomm. We still and this year this... I think might interrupt that for some manufacturers. I'm hoping, I'm hoping we start getting a little bit more competition. Well, just not only just competition, for me, it's like the exposure part of the conversation. Yeah. Because it's like back in the old days where we used to have the whole AMD versus Intel conversation. Sure. And the end of the day, right now, the more labels, people love Ryzen than anything. The else. labels on laptops matter. Oh, people no, no, absolutely. actually really want to know what's on the inside and, of and, their and, and as much as we'd like to be able to see, you know, one manufacturer put their label and the other not, we want to be able to know. Making, you know, knowing what processor you're using, the level, and, and even the architecture, that's the other thing about the 9300. It's so it's different. It's a different conversation than what we saw from Qualcomm as far as an SOC structure. They're both using an ARM architecture, but it's the configuration and the yeah. way they're approaching it that may make you sway the conversation from one side to the other once we start getting devices to And we'll to both be putting out some other commentary and videos with interviews with some oh, of the media right. tech executives. So we're not going to go too granular on like the, I'm, I'm the working CPU on the edit, cores yeah. and things. I've got a lot of editing I need to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in, in a very, very general and broad way, Qualcomm is doing something that we've seen sort of reflected before. Yeah. It's a little different, mm -hmm. but MediaTek's doing something that looks a little more Apple-y. To me, going all in with big, all big, I mean, like really big and big. Yeah, not, not no, not no small, big, medium, small. Which is like we're talking about CPU cores, not like uh, and and yeah. So the the, the architecture <laughs> other, that we're going in here, things, like last year with the X3 or the X2, we saw them going in primarily with like one big core, three efficiency cores, and then that you know the three low low power cores essentially. Yeah. So yeah, like big, medium, little. This year, MediaTek is going the other way around. They're saying no, we should be able to basically go with all four big, big cores. And the medium course and skipping the small uh, efficiency. So course. here's one of the things. And I, I, I think we can kind of wrap up Dimensity 9300 on some of this <laughs> until we can get more. Info did you spill? No, I, I did, you, did you just like water test your OnePlus open? Uh, that's what I was trying we're to do. We're doing it live. We're, we're water um, testing. I'm not sure where the leak is. So I'm going to put out. myself on record now. A lot of the commentary coming from MediaTek at focused on the Dimensity 9300 is saying, because we're using all of the most powerful cores, yeah. you will complete your task faster 
And the SOC can go into a lower power state sooner. And that's part of how they make up the battery life well, efficiency because, gains. Exactly. But we haven't gotten a lot of information on sustained use. And well, that's where I feel well, like. So they did make one claim, though. Remember the Genshin Impact 60, 30 Oh, minutes. no, no, for, for gaming. Right, oh, yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So, so I, I mean, like, but continued use of something like document work That's or like, video editing or something like that. Or shooting, and, like what we're doing right and now. And what we're doing right now. And we're on an OPPO right now. Yep. So that's, I feel like, that one last frontier. Because the media, the marketing, they can give us all the bar graphs and all of the performance, the Antutu and the Geekbench scores. And until I can see, my, my fear is, will we get a chip that is ridiculously laptop grade powerful mm -hmm. but you can only use it in short bursts of activity i think we saw that with the way it was done i think on uh, i'm not going to specifically say like just because it was xiaomi but it was on the xiaomi device that we i think originally started seeing it yeah we had an unthrottled experience i think it was on the h1 yeah. and it would just hit that temperature peak and then suddenly well and motorola i i think also they don't really put kid gloves on their phone so especially with my moto edge plus 2022 if you ask it to do heavy lifting, it mm -hmm. will do the heavy lifting until it literally can't anymore. Yeah. No, no, I, Moto, and that Moto phone was, can run a little toasty Moto when you Xiaomi did a very interesting approach. And I think very hands-off, limited. But later yeah. on, they decided to implement the, the whole governor and, and, the, and the performance, well, perform power. We, we know how that history worked out. So I don't think the Dimensity 9300 is going to end up in the same conversation as the Snapdragon 8 Gen 1. I, I, but I this is yeah. such a different build of a chip in your phone that's the last thing that I need to see tested before I can kind of let those last concerns go. And that's one of the things, unfortunately, that we don't have the ability of doing here. Not that I want to tease you guys with it, but sure. the devices that we have access here to, the the the, the 100 and 100 Pro, yeah, are they're, both pre-production devices. They're really, they are not retail. They're really so, on lock. So, and, and again, those are also for the Chinese market primarily. I did feel bad, though, because one of the media tech reps was like, hey, bring your Pixel and we're going to have a camera shootout with the Vivo X100. And you're like, dude, I think I'm a better photographer than you are. <laughs> There, there, it was. This was last night at dinner. It was, it was absolutely a funny thing, and I don't think the gentleman knew who he was picking. And I think that was the. I wrote thing. a book on mobile photography. So, needless to say, the software is pre-production. I think that's right. about the only caveat. It was not. It was not a fair phone-to-phone -phone comparison because of who was operating the phone. I feel like I'm I, pretty great, but I also really, feel like that so. you know you could have gotten a much better picture out of the X100 than you did. Had the camera was right. just passed the being, phone back being over that, to me. that was the experience, but it was a beautiful <laughs> night. Uh, we actually had a moonlight. Uh, moonlit night moonlit that was lit, evening. Uh, evening for, for, for oh god moon right over the water yeah over we here, actually Southern had water shadow all, yeah, it was just crazy oh, it was delightful the the biggest thing i'll probably say is my excitement with the 9300 right now is this it is a, a processor that's it is thinking different yes it's promising battery saving again with the conversation that swan was saying is you know their their philosophy is like it your your power saving core will do one thing at a time and it'll take longer to do it. Yep. But if you run multiple things at the same time on the big core, you'll save battery because your performance is not going to have to go that I, far. I I genuinely believe them on more phone tasks. Oh no no absolutely. A quick burst of activity. You're checking some messages. You're scrolling through some TikTok. There's a quick burst, and that's where I think the 9300 is going to crush. Absolutely. But where I'm concerned until we get a a chance to really test it out is a retail unit. That's the other thing. Dealing with pre-production yes, or, or lab lab setting type yeah. of envir environments aren't really representative of. It's like not an example. Fair. We yeah. know that the Oppo that I'm walking in right now with the Find X6 Pro can handle what we're trying to do, yeah. and that's why we're live streaming from it. I wouldn't do that with a pre-production piece of hardware. No. So that's it's the really concern. not fair to the phone. Yeah, it wouldn't. It, you don't want to showcase something that isn't going to be representative of what you get if you pick up the phone yourself. Sure. So the 9300, I think for me, 
has we they talked a lot about it. I mean, obviously yeah. AI. Well, going to jump back to the AI. It, and what I love though, because yep. this is where we transition into the AI conversation. AI. The ninety three hundred. AI. AI. Oh, sorry. This is a media tech that has been very excited mm-hmm. about their product offerings. There's sometimes we walk into these these like conferences or we walk into these media briefs, and you get a flavor of like oh. They weren't really lit up about this, but from Dimensity 9000, 9200, 9300 in the international markets, this is a media tech that is hyped about what they're bringing to the table. They're excited about what makes their product stand out, what makes it different. And they're actively kind of hitting folks like us well, they're, yeah. to have those conversations about like, how can we generate more interest in North America? And, and so we might not get phones, but just like we had with the OnePlus pad, if we could get some tablet solutions, yep. bigger batteries, larger surface area for cooling, and you put a laptop grade mobile chip in there, we could see some really exciting stuff uh, and, at the end of next year. But that's the other thing about it, though. This year's MediaTek is, is slightly different because they're recognizing their partners. Yeah. They're recognizing their partners that are putting hardware out there that's leveraging their their devices. Yeah. Like they, they actually give out some awards or they recognize so, awards. We, we got a little flavor of this last year at the 9200. They are going all in on this with the 9300 and and highlighting, you know, like OnePlus Pad. OnePlus was Pad, one of their, uh, one of their the top Time options. To, uh, flip from, uh, from yes. Alpo featuring the 9200 in there. Yeah. And then it's like the 9000 Plus. So you can and, see they're really trying to tackle yeah. those pocket conversations with different products and different vendors. Foldables, regular devices, tablets. I mean, Techno had both. Their, their, yeah, foldable, their, their tablet foldable and their new and Techno, show. a brand that like, I wasn't aware of th- until this year. Yeah, no. Um, that's the exciting part, though. We're starting to see more of these solutions. Yeah. And the goal is, and I'm hoping for 2024, even for MediaTek, is to get that conversation into the flagship experience. Their devices are segmented in different tiers. You have, the, obviously, mm-hmm. the flagship. You have, like, the 9000 series, the 8000 series, the 7000 series. And then, you of course, have yeah. other other SOCs that are out there, but... And their reorganizing of their naming is is now on point. Absolutely. Which is funny because that's where I actually think Qualcomm needs a little help. It's, is, is like their naming convention so got they know, sloppy. Yeah, so you can just and MediaTek cleaned it all up this year, which is, which they, is awesome. They've been really crushing it, though, in the mid-range yeah. section. I mean, the 8000 and the 7000, what used yeah. to be the 1000 series, those are the ones that you're seeing a lot more. I mean, like we're, recently, we talked about the, the Xiaomi 13T. Yeah. An, 8, 000, an, 8, uh, an 8200 Ultra. Uh, right before that, I think uh, OnePlus was, using, was mm-hmm. using them on the Nord. We see Realme, we see Xiaomi. This is a really hot competitive space. So I, I feel like that that takes us into the AI conversation. Which and is, yeah, that, it, it really dominated the conversation. Well, what, like I, what I feel has been interesting yeah. is we're talking to MediaTek executives, so we're getting a very international perspective on AI. Very much, yeah. Heavily focused on uh, Chinese and Indian markets, and here in the United States, like I, you know, I come from a background in Hollywood, in content, TV, and film production. Yeah, we have a very different idea of generative AI mm-hmm. than some of these other regions and other markets that don't rely as heavily on exporting multimedia. Exactly. And so it has been refreshing to kind of get a different perspective. Mm-hmm. I still have some significant concerns over the application of some of these technologies. Exactly. But it it's not just the doom and gloom of how we've approached it with some of our more American conversations. <laughs> Sorry, I always have to keep checking on the feed, making sure we're still live with you. Because oh, hey. one thing to mention, and unfortunately, well, we don't have a way of seeing the chat. We're still there streaming. Because we're using the good camera on the phone. I, mean, I, I, think, I think we've got about a half hour before that sun hits that tree. And, before, and then it's going to totally change all of our exposure. It's the whole be mood will be different. Ooh, uh, after dark. We definitely, 
I'll, I'll say the, the AI conversation for me was a surprise conversation. I feel like AI is, to a certain point, driving the conversation for sure. the 9300. Um, but it, it, it dominated the entire event. Yeah. Like, literally, even if it wasn't talking about the 9300, they were focusing on AI, generative AI, uh, you know, Lana well, and, and Laura and, on other solutions. And this is the critical competitive difference when Qualcomm and MediaTek joined this conversation, where I feel Google did a great job of showcasing some interesting things that you can do with stylized filters, generative AI, mm -hmm. photo and video editing. And then you actually got a pixel in your hands yep. and it does some of that stuff really well. And then it does some of that stuff server side where you've got to send stuff up to the cloud, yeah. let it get mangled, come back to your phone. You'd be pretty and all, but yeah. you can't always count on the best data connectivity or to facilitate that, that kind of data transfer. That's the challenge with the pixel this year. That is, yeah. And then both MediaTek and Qualcomm say, but what if we did more of that on, on device? device? Because they're selling products often in regions where you can't count on even good LTE rollout. Oh, absolutely. When we're talking about, like, they were talking about South America, right? Yeah. And where they're talking about basically how 5G there is so behind oh, on yeah. implementation. Central and South America. 4G Shoot. LTE can reach good speeds, but most of the time when you're running it, and especially in dense yeah. areas, populated areas, you're not going to get the speed. You're not sending up 50 megapixel images yeah, to like yeah. have Google turn them into like stylized well, no, no, block paintings. I, I ran a or test like, like as we were standing outside of the, the event right after we were done. I shot a clip. It'll be in the video that I'm posting uh, next week. But I wanted to run the audio uh, editor, right? Yeah. I wanted to erase some of the audio background yeah. in there. That process took me six minutes, and I was standing there with 5G UC on yep. my phone. But it's a heavily populated area, so the connection wasn't as fast. There are things I feel like on device. That doesn't feel as AIE, but, but right? But the thing is, Google kind of, uh, in my opinion, I feel like we got, I, I got spoiled with Google having that the assistant runs on device sure. and speech to text is on device. The accuracy on a pixel is crazy good because it's running on device. This is the first year we started seeing Google leveraging some of their options and shifting on server side. And that's when you start getting some of those experiences yeah. and you lose. Well, no, you don't lose it, but you but, become but dependent on a third but, but now, factor in the equation. What, what we're excited about, and this isn't us to like say, oh, don't buy a pixel. If you well, no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm, not, but, I'm not even harping on that But part. this is the exciting thing about technology where these companies have competitors that they need to leapfrog. Yeah. And without those kinds of improvements, what Google is doing is really interesting and the software is going to be very interesting. And then with maybe a next generation Tensor, we're going to see that arms race of how much more can we keep on device? I, I truly believe the Tensor 4 is going to be where a lot of shifting uh, of, of approach, and we've heard that. And the Tensor 3 is really, so I'll say this. Obviously, we're, I'm not trying to make it sound like I don't use. I do use a Pixel. I had yep. my Pixel with me. My, SIM card, my SIM card is in. It is a device that I like, and I love how the images come out of it. This is this is the device that was tested against the X100 um, Pro, the X100 last time, not even the Pro. <laughs> but it, it is a big factor for not only just from a security standpoint, but also connectivity, You know, wanting to be able to do all the features that the company sells you at the, at the beginning. Yeah. So... These so, are going to op operate in a level where it allows companies like Vivo, Oppo, Xiaomi. Those are the ones that that's the important point. Yeah. I'm sorry, I know I'm stepping on you, and, and I'm insufferable no, no, no. when it comes to interrupting people. Um, Google is showing us the AI applications, yeah. but you have to go server side. A little bit. Of MediaTek and Qualcomm are giving us the on-device compute power, but it's going to be up to other manufacturers to build the apps. So utilize those components. Yeah. And really, we, we need those two ideas to merge sometime over 2024. And I think if anything else, even if it starts at 2024, the devices that are being released or that will be released with the 9300 or even the HN3 sure. are going to be 
used by people for years to come, three to four years. Didn't you find that that was a refreshing part of their commentary? We were both in interviews where they naturally were talking about these like two to four year life cycles in ultra and premium tiered devices. Exactly. and I, I think there was a lot of forethought that went into some of these components, how they can upgrade the the model, the operations that exactly. these, these models can uh, can work with. And, and um, just it's future, it's planning for the future, it's realizing that unlike what we usually do on, sure. I mean, on based on what we do, uh, people don't change their devices as often. And we were talking about specifically like RAM requirements, PPU, CPU yeah. requirements, internal storage. And obviously, you know, the models, and this is where we start talking about Llama and, and Laura. Those sure. are the... The standards that they're able to benchmark on but you know we've seen demos i mean the demo that you were talking we yeah. saw actually a demo a separate one that we're doing like ai video not video but like a beautification kind of a thing yeah. going on. turning us into anime characters absolutely and i challenged the guy to do it with i beard. was adorable as a little k-pop dude <laughs> he was like 15 years young i know say that. i i mean like I, I used to be pretty yeah yeah no no i know <laughs> <laughs> i mean i like i like to say that you know the nice things about him but you For know sure the, the solution that we're seeing here is future. We still need support from development. We still need OEMs to be able to try to leverage some of those conversations, build in, build in, build in some of those AI server-side services to yeah. start bringing them on our local side, especially when we were talking about like AI erasers and magic erasers and stuff that, like that. I was just Because we see those solutions from, like you know, Samsung has one built into the yeah. app. I think want to say Xiaomi has one as well. Adobe just started dumping a whole bunch of support for, yeah. for Pixel devices. So... I feel like I feel like I did the concern thing with the 9300. Yeah, yeah. L- allow me to speculate wildly on a concern here also for AI. When we start talking about these operations, the uh, the uh, the factors, I forget what is the word that they use. It's 30 billion. I forgot the, the like data points. Yeah, but, data points. I, 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 like I forget. It's not teraflops, but it, it, it's how we're now starting to change our language to rate the performance of AI. To get the best out of an AI component on this SOC seems to take a significant, in order of magnitude, more compute resource than before. So MediaTek has been talking about compression, which is exciting because MediaTek chipsets in the past have actually not been great performers for things like file compression. But now what we need to do if you were to take all these language learning models and just use them, operate them sort of brute force, your phone would need at least 12 to 14 gigs of RAM occupied completely just with that language learning just to model. run it. Yep. So now MediaTek is having to find ways of compressing mm-hmm. all of that AI data, almost like audio codecs. We're going to squish it here, run some magic on it, and then uncompress it on this other part real of time. the We're talking chain. real-time processing here. But the doing? best way to get the benefits of all of this we're going to be seeing some premium tier and ultra tier devices with like 50%, 60% more RAM than what we used to need. Almost making making a 24 gig RAM device yeah. make more sense but, as but opposed to a 16 or That's 12. where I have a concern. The 24 gigs of RAM really come into operation when we're talking about the heaviest lifting of generative AI. Yeah. That does nothing for you daily life, daily driver, oh, no, and absolutely. even under heavy compute tasks like playing games and rendering video you wouldn't even go anywhere close above but that's still going to influence phone prices at a time where ram and storage prices are fluctuating they're starting and companies are trying to make them more expensive we're we're starting to see a little bit more of an up curve actually on pricing on ram and storage and i don't believe we'll see the the apps really coming to generative ai for qualcomm or MediaTek until at least the middle probably the end of 2024 Mm -hmm. which means 
you're buying ahead on the promise of what's to come with generative AI. It's true. And, and if you really want to know that your device is going to be future proof for three to five years of generative AI, then you're looking at 24 gigs, 30 gigs of RAM in well, a mobile device. So we were in the same situation back in the day when 5G first started to come out, right? It was, it was more of the, do I really need 5G? Is 4G really good? The reality at the end of the day, if your solution of your, or your solutions that you're looking at of your smartphone requires some type of either processing, post-processing, uh, you know, like we said before, uh, magic erasers, or not magic yeah. specifically, image removal, like magic eraser running on uh, like live in video or getting certain things that basically are more intuitive, AI-centric AI functionalities on your phone, having them run on your device with this type of power is what they're promising you. What we're saying is this is still to come because we don't yeah. have... What we saw here are models that demonstrated the power of the device, but at the end of the day, it's like saying I run Geekbench all day long. Yeah. Nobody runs Geekbench all day long. Geekbench we don't even great... really have a good Geekbench for AI. Yeah, right but now, that's what I'm so. saying. All the Geekbench we run right now is either CPU, GPU. We have Open uh, OpenCL. They, they do. There's an there's a Geekbench ML, and yeah. that's not really the trend that we're looking at with Gen AI. So. But, it's till we get devices, not devices, till we get solutions from OEMs, from developers yeah. that use these models. So this is where you want to be able to say, look, you are buying ahead, but you are buying a device that will be able to handle what's coming for the next three to four years, as opposed to saying that, well, I can run it on my old device. No, the thing, this yeah. is built with AI in mind. And that's why I said the 9300 and even the Gen 3 are in a different class. Yeah. It's a, it's a turning point. Let's just say that. It's a turning point in the development or in the cycle of features. And it's exciting to see where we are, but it's also more exciting to hopefully see what we see from developers. Yeah, there's an anticipation. I'm, I am excited, but I'm also anxious. A little bit, yeah. Because Always. if this, it doesn't take a lot for a trend like this to kind of get soured. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I've got to buy this really expensive phone and I can't even do anything with this AI yet. And then it, it kind of it snowballs on the conversation. So I'm hoping yeah. that when, you know, X100 Pro, when it's not a prototype device being played with at a tech conference, once it's actually in more people's hands, once it's shipping in more regions, especially an international version, that we'll see Vivo really get ahead of some of these um some of these applications for oh, absolutely. and and so. by then hopefully we'll have even uh you know xiaomi oppo some of the other companies also put their hats in the game yeah. which is the other problem not the problem the other pro you know pr part uh, of the part of the conversation basically yeah. but so that was 9300 in ai but that wasn't even the only thing they talked about yeah we saw nvidia and we saw meta on mm -hmm. stage talking about some exciting stuff that so some things have already, again, some of the stuff we saw today is already announced, but we got a chance to hear from representatives from the companies. The big thing that kind of struck me after that was, obviously, they announced a couple of new chips, new modems in sure. there um, for Wi-Fi 7, specifically, you know, uh, on the gateway side and on the client side. Those are exciting. Those are a couple of new modems that are coming out. Really interesting, like, corporate thin modem yeah. uh, solutions that are going to be coming out. Like, how can we fit? better LTE performance and better 5G performance into a pair of glasses. Exactly. Or lower wearable, power yeah, management wearable, exactly. and wearables. Um, exactly. I think like um, Redcap is what they were talking about yeah. overall, but trying to you know reduce capacity on there to try to give you more functions on a smaller form factor like wearables. What we're mm -hmm. But the one that I really got excited about Ooh, was here it comes. Dimensity Auto and yeah. how their Ooh. solution that they're looking in there, working with NVIDIA, because I'll be honest with you, I know NVIDIA knows how to do GPUs. I know NVIDIA can do computational processing. They, they have so much power inside sure. of their GPUs. I use them to render my content yeah. on my desktop. They're but nifty. To see them collaborate with MediaTek to try to put together an ecosystem for the car. Yeah. Something that we've seen Google even venture into it yeah. with, with uh, I think, was it called um, 
it was Android uh, no um, I think it's Android Auto Car or I think the Android Car so they have a Car OS for Android Auto and then there is the client <laughs> version the client one is the one that you run but then Google actually even has an OS that runs the infotainment system on the car where it integrates into the uh, like the AC system and it runs Android mm -hmm. Auto built into it that's something that we've seen for some time but Google's obviously only working on the software side Qualcomm also has their auto department, which is something that they've been working on as well. And we finally see MediaTek jumping in head first yeah. with one of the biggest players in computational processes, especially you know, NVIDIA with their GPUs. So yeah. the exciting part about it is the focus that they, they brought in here is not just to bring in a car that is you know, like a Tesla, right? Like just as it's based on a computer, it's a screen, you interact with it. They're trying to put predictive uh, functionalities into it. Mm -hmm. They're also trying to make contextual awareness of where you are, what you're doing. Uh, built-in functions that run on the vice, AI, generative AI functionalities as well. <laughs> like, you know, but I mean, they threw a lot I know. of different examples. See, but that, that's, it's funny is because Gen AI has become such a catch-all phrase. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. when we talk about Gen AI, Gen AI for cars, it's a very different conversation when we're talking about Gen AI for phones or for oh, laptops. Very different, very, like, very. Every, every one of these is a, is a, is a custom packaged solution and it's for a, a particular kind of use case, but we're all using... Gen AI, and it's a pro it's a it. promise of a certain experience <laughs> that is still hasn't been really materialized yet. Sure, the system is starting. They they're they're predict they're predicting or at least forecasting obviously a big yeah. intake. So I'm hoping that that kind of comes through with them. Yeah, automotive is going to have to work slower because you have to arrive at regulatory standards. You yeah. have to arrive at performance standards. You've got fleet vehicles where auto manufacturers aren't going to want like bespoke solutions they're going to want things that they can count on oh, yeah. if there's any disruption in the silicon uh industry they don't want to have to deal with like oh tsmc can't fab us enough chips for us to build these cars because we went through that yeah, yeah. The silicon so shortage at the, at the Actually, beginning were the, of the they pandemic were the primary reason for the silicon shortage i know their demand for for the seven nanometer uh, architecture uh chips for the cars was what drove some of the shortages that we were dealing with we just don't have enough sand i just that's yeah, yeah. you gotta live like a waste of sand I think the solution that we're we're seeing from MediaTek is is promising. I think it's still in the future. We still don't have actual physical driving cars or things that we can experience. But it's the diversification. Yeah, because now it's like MediaTek is is kind of becoming a part or is investing in every part of this industry. Where I feel like, even just like five years ago, they were a much more singularly focused entity on a particular kind of product. Yeah, and now they're spreading out. I think the other part of that is gaming. Where oh, last year we were just showing some teaser photos of PlayStation VR. I mean, actually, we could go inside and just play. They they brought one. You're like, hey, they you want to have play a, on a, a PS VR? Yeah, like a little year later. But out on stage, they bring up Meta, and if you know what's going on in this new wave of mixed reality headsets and kind of what Apple Vision Pro is promising to do, yeah, yeah. you've got compute power that you need to generate the content, the game, the experience, but then you need a ton of compute power to track all of the location information around the user. Yep. Now for PlayStation VR, the content power comes from your PS5. Exactly. All of the location data is coming from MediaTek solutions, and it looks like MediaTek is going to be partnering with Meta to do something similar in the future with the next generations. Of that, was the that was the exciting part at the end of that conversation because... I mean, they didn't, they well, didn't say the words. They yeah. didn't really kind of like... There was even a tease that maybe it won't just be the location stuff. It could be the compute stuff, Yeah, too. I mean, and I, I'm, I'm hoping... Well, I, okay. <laughs> we don't. I'm not going to speculate. I'm not going to put words in. I'm going to speculate. That's just wild speculation. No confirmation. No citation, citation given. 
because <laughs> that's how we do it. No, no. I, so that was, I think that was exciting to see. Seeing Meta, seeing uh, seeing uh, Nvidia on stage gave us a lot of hope and aspirations as to what we're going to be able to see yeah. in the future. Again, this is this is a critical step because, like, absolutely. I think Qualcomm runs the the board right now. Oh, absolutely. On, the last three generations of MetaQuest have and been Qualcomm and SOCs. and now like newer AR headsets are using some of those older. Um, Snapdragon X? No, what are they? The uh, Snapdragon AR. I forgot the name of the architecture yeah. for, for it, it's XR. The XR. The, the XR. The thank XR you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah, my yeah. brain is Swiss cheese right now. I maybe had two bourbons last night. Um, so the uh, the the interesting part of that is there's not a lot. I, I'm making this sound easy, but there's not a lot that MediaTek would need to do to repurpose some of their architecture to also join. AR and MR mm-hmm. in a really big way. Oh, and when you're already partnering with Sony and Meta yeah. in this mixed reality space, you're going to learn a lot from those companies at what they need to complete this product, which means I don't think over next year, but maybe into 2025, yeah. this will be a much more competitive market for all of these other wearable displays, face displays, uh, mixed reality headsets. And that only benefits us. If we have more players making more powerful hardware, yeah. especially with MediaTek's focus on power efficiency, then I think we'll get some really cool stuff out of it. And that's that's some of the exciting stuff. And then and there was, again, another free briefing that we'll be able to hopefully talk to you guys a little bit more. Actually, sure. probably on the next show, maybe even. Yeah. No, oh, no, no. Next week, we'll be able to chat. For, for sure. sure. And the biggest thing I think that I got out of it is the the, the openness and the welcome welcomeness of MediaTek to bring us yeah. in, let us have our conversations. And again, we have a couple. Each one yeah. of us has a video with um executives Actually, videos, videos kind of fit together pretty well my, my like conversation a, yeah. dovetailed a little bit more i cheated on, i on copied AI. some of his questions <laughs> no but i mean like but the people you were talking to were a little bit more focused on sort of a more practical general compute yeah and and my executives were a little more focused on the ai side of the equation literally one of the guys is like a, a very high level executive in their ai division and so i think if you kind of combine our conversations i think you get a good overview a good global on what MediaTek Mobile and, is really and, trying to accomplish. And I feel like both of us hit with a few hard-hitting questions and yeah. didn't just, it wasn't a topical thing. I mean, I went in there and I looked the guy in the eye and I said, why are you so awesome? And then I threw a drink in his face and I flipped the table over. And that's how he ended the conversation. Mm. You should see that at the end of the video. That's how I do, son. That's why he doesn't come to my house anymore. I compliment you to your face and then I disrupt your whole worldview. I'll tilt your world like three degrees. Bam. It's <laughs> not even a movement. Like, okay. Um, well, I mean, if, if you have a foldable and it only it opens, opens to 179 degrees, that's, that's like the tilting point. Oh my gosh, dogs and cats, mass, mass hysteria. But you know, I mean, and they did have some foldables here. So, <laughs> to be honest, there's a lot of different things that we get a, we get a chance to see there. Make sure you follow us on the socials. Sure. There's a lot of different conversations going. The X100, I think, is a promising device. I feel like MediaTek promises a lot of okay. information. TK, most important question. Sure. Because you have held the X100 Pro. How does it feel in the hand? It it actually has, it was pretty substantial. It, it has a substantial weight to it. It's surprising. It felt it, like. It's heavier than I thought it was going to It was gonna be. And uh, But it, it didn't cut <laughs> me, so I'm, I guess I'm surviving. You know, it's not made out of, you know, sharp edges and you know, you know, rusted rebar. Oh, no, anything. my hand. I got tetanus. Yeah, no, no. It, it's, I'll, I'll say the, the approach to the X100 is, at least on the design-wise, it looks it, familiar. It looks but, a little honorary to me. 
I almost want to say it felt like it like, looked a little bit more on the Oppo side. If you think about it, like at the, we're, oh, yeah. we're looking at the phone right in front of us. It's well, the ring with the, okay. with the, so the way we've the ring got, is We've got the Find X6 Pro here and that you have the really fun leather back version yeah, yeah. of that. The reason why I feel the X100 that we got to hold Oh, that's right. It's because it's the the uh, the Honor Magic Five Pro. That's exactly. You knew exactly where yeah, I was yeah, going. It's, with it's that. the material. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Once I held it, I had it was in my okay. So yes, it's that big center disc because every other Vivo has had an off center. Yeah. I'm. This is so granular. I don't even know <laughs> if you care about these like minute. Like we're talking three millimeters. It's, it's of always difference been set to the left. For a close, camera housing. Yeah, exactly. The, the design is. There's some design changes. This there. is this is gonna change your life that the camera module is now three millimeters to the right. So, or it might not, I don't know. I don't know what you care about on the back plate of a phone design. Purely because of timing. And I don't want to, I don't, I, I'm going to do a very hard shift to the left, ah, but three I, millimeters to the left, three millimeters to the left. There's two more subjects that we're going to cover. And one, I forgot to sure. put on the, on the title of the video. Oh, oh, we got a, a but I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to open that one. Cause if I, I wasn't that prepared one, for this, I don't have notes. Juan's gonna jump on a different. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I have I have a trigger one on that, but <gasps> I'm the first to one I want to cover real quick is um, so Oppo finally put out the mm -hmm. Color OS beta release uh, cycle as well as the, basically the planned devices to have it. Uh, that put, I dropped the video a couple of days ago on that if you want to check that out. But the cool. biggest thing, obviously, that we're looking here with Color OS, it's minor improvements, very sure. subtle improvements into the operating system. The reason why I'm excited about it and I want to talk about it, obviously, is because that will also impact our OnePlus devices. Yep. What I saw on their flip is that they're bringing the dock, the function that we love on the open, yeah, onto other devices. That is so good. that's going to be, a, for multitasking, that is a crucial update to, to our devices. I've been surprised that we haven't heard a little bit more because isn't the OnePlus update rolling out in India? For the 11? Yeah. Well, I know the beta version is on is available already for us to be able to download. Oh, no, but I mean, like, like I, thought, official, I thought it official, was the official public release. Someone correct me say. in the comments. I'm probably wrong. Yeah, if, but if you I, already know about the Indian release, please let I, us I know. I thought, but but if it's already hitting India, I expected that we would have seen a little bit more chatter about it. But the color OS side of this is sort of that first wave of what we should expect coming up next from OnePlus. Yeah. And especially having spent some time with the, uh, the Find X6 Pro, mm -hmm. they are now so similar well, um, what I love about it is what it did to the Find N2 Flip. It yeah. totally revamped the phone. Yeah. It made the N2 Flip into the N3 Flip with all the functional apps <laughs> on the cover screen, the dock. The, the, it felt like an upgrade. upgrade. It, it's like yeah. a, a, I want to say the rejuvenation of the N2. Like it, Both the N2 and the N3 Flip. You remember you, like, you flashed ROMs back in the day and you're, you're like, oh, this feels like such a substantially yeah, different device. device. I got such an upgrade. It felt, it, feels that way and i'm hoping it comes through in that video it's a little magical when we get to kind of reclaim it some is. of that feeling because there have very... been times especially like from android 12 to 12l to 13 where it was felt like it's just bug fixes it, it, there well, are no, so it, many bugs to fix technically three updates three updates all just bug before fixes. yeah you'd have to wait three updates before you can even actually review the phone <laughs> i just want to make sure we're still yeah we're still good we're still alive okay awesome so now we're going to talk about this thing that he's going to say he predicted, and I'm going to just let him okay. have it there. Apple made an announcement. Oh. See, we forgot yeah. to put that in there. We, did, we need to talk about this. and we need to do, do say more, kind so, sir. So in the middle of everything going on while we were here, Apple <laughs> drops. In the middle of the executive. Like, and everybody jumps on it. in the on the stage, and you can see a flurry of tech reporters like, I got to write about this right now. He's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, Apple caved in. I'm like, whatever. Apple caved. So for the longest time, oh, so I'll give a little bit of a precursor to the conversation. A few days ago, Nothing, the company that makes the Nothing Phone 2, Carl Pei from Nothing, announced that they were going to be working with Songbird to be able to bring in a Blue solution. Bubbles. Sorry, Blue, Blue Bubbles for 
Android Androids devices. talking to iOS devices that are using iMessage, but also the ability of not breaking chat and the whole frustration sure. on the iOS side. That conversation comes off, and not even 48 hours later, yeah. Apple drops the, oh, by the way, we're bringing RCS All right. in next 2024 year, on the we'll next version of the iPhone. RCS. Because we suck. I know. No, the moment, the moment there was I'm a, Apple. I'm dumb. The moment that there was a slight chink in the armor where they're like, oh, crap. Things can come through. So I, I think this was convenient timing on them because I, I, I because I, I'm going to be snarky. I'm going to be real snarky. It's Apple. I have to be. Um, but we know that they're facing regulatory pressure. Oh, absolutely. This is the right time to get ahead of the interoperability conversations that the EU wants to hold. Mm -hmm. And also, I am very anxious about an iMessage solution. I don't know how that server system like. So there's like a dusty Mac mini in someone's basement and you just log in with your credentials mm -hmm. to support that. I know Sunbird is, is working on something more sophisticated than that. Oh, they're, they're, yeah, they're but iMessage is structured in such a way that it makes me nervous to try and end run around Apple. It makes me nervous for people's like personal information, your, your um, Apple account, all of those credentials. I don't know what that relationship looks like in a nuts and bolts kind of way. Whereas now, at least I can finally send a high resolution photo to yep. my friends who have an iPhone without having to do a stupid like cloud file transfer or a link or, having or an email Telegram or, or WhatsApp or whatever. Some other app. Having to bring in other solutions. And, and I realize this is this may be just a US. There are a lot of iPhone owners who are about to discover that Androids have had amazing cameras for years now. Oh my they've God. only been seeing MMS photos yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, from Android. No, but you know what? That actually is true. No, Maybe I'm telling that's you, probably, I'm, that's probably I'm why it hasn't snarky, been done. But there's a kernel of truth in there where people <laughs> are like, wait, you shot this on an Android? So that's become, this is hilarious. So in our circle of, of like uh, parents yeah. for my daughter's school, I have already yeah. taken the reputation of, oh, well, if there's like an event or something, just let Juan take the photos. But I'm now making a bigger deal out of like, oh, well, Luca's mom has a Pixel and uh, Camille's mom has a Samsung. And so I can send these photos to them. For you iPhone owners, I'll set up like a OneDrive link, and you can download the photos later. You could, you could, you, you can, can get join the conversation there. No, so I but think like head to head, I'm going up against iPhone 13 and 14 Pros and Pro Maxes. Yeah, and they'll still be like, oh no no no, let him take the photos. That's that's but, what you but want. That, so, but then I, I I get to sort of enjoy the delay before yeah. they get to see the photos. And I think I that's the them. exciting part of the conversation is the ability now I can to send them directly. Exactly. And it simplifies, I mean, we'll see how they implement it. That's the other thing. Um, it's universal profile. Michelle is saying it's going to be universal profile. So we should get the core configuration of RCS. RCS. We have to see how Apple might implement and work with Google servers to implement encryption. That's the that's the part that I'm a little bit kind of, I want to see how they do it. Because there are some regions where that's going to be a mess. Yeah. We, we can completely acknowledge there are going to be places on the globe. It's not going to work and they're going to it's going to take a while to fix. But I also but, feel like in those areas, this is not a problem. Sure. This well, may not be a problem. But, but I mean, it's it is a problem, but it's been a problem anyway. And those people are probably using WhatsApp. I was going to say outside of the <laughs> outside of the U.S., if you really think about it, WhatsApp has more of an adoption and usability. And SMS. people don't have to worry about this. We're in the United States and we're still talking about SMS. SMS.
So it's, so it's exciting to see. That's where the, a lot of the, <laughs> the big hoopla. And I just, as I was setting up everything and we're talking, we're sure. through, I'm like, what else happened this week? I'm like, okay, there was but, this. But the we're still going to have to suffer green bubbles. Oh, yeah. yeah. Apple's never going to give up on that because Apple depends on that psychological bullying to make more money. You see, Apple, they're bullies. Um, but the other thing is we're probably never going to get the cohesive strategy. Like the iMessage features like... Um, like payments. Oh, no, like yeah, 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 like no, exactly. Yeah. Transfer money, money Apple, and stuff no, like no, that. No. But so it, none of that's going to work. Break, uh, group chats. But group chats should now be a little bit more livable, mm -hmm. which is hilarious because I feel like on the Android side, we've actually been doing pretty good. Oh, absolutely. The iPhone owners complain like, oh, it's duplicating the messages. And you, I just can't see the reactions. Whereas on our side, it's been fine. Well, and I think Google It's hilarious it. that Apple couldn't like end run around that, but Google did. So really, messaging has been proper broken for iPhones because of Apple, and we've been okay. It's it's finally to see us all coming to the same table and having I a know. Good, good Thanksgiving meal. So for everybody, I will say this: um, the sun is setting, and I'm hoping that we have enough battery juice and running on the on everything because I use oh, the same mics. On, we, we were going to go meeting. go yeah. for about an hour. Um, I, I do want to wrap up. What I'm excited by isn't necessarily just Apple, but if this is a trend where the EU regulators are saying these these things need to interoperate. I love that word, interoperability. Yeah. It would be great if you could go into WhatsApp next and say, hey, we've got a fallback part of this stack where WhatsApp can lean on RCS. Yes. You could go into Signal or Telegram and really incorporate these so that at some point, we're kind of back to like ICQ. At some point... We all say, hey, there's at least one language all of these apps can chat. And then you yeah. just pick whatever front end. If you want to do this in Telegram or if you want to do this in Signal, you want to do this in WhatsApp, you don't have to worry that you can't talk to someone else because they're on WhatsApp and you're on Signal. Having hardware step into the, in the middle of the conversation should never be an issue. Sure. And this is getting us to a point where we don't have to worry about it anymore and hopefully bring down some level of you know concerns or not saying animosity, but like weird feelings about people well, not having the same phone. These pocket communicators should be helping us communicate. They shouldn't be dividing us. Mm -hmm. And that's been Apple's business model, which is why I've had so much ire over the iMessage situation is because yeah. it's cynically a way to divide people so that Apple can try and make more money off of people bullying what color your text messages are. And that takes a very small but a very critical tool away from Apple marketing which should help just bring more people together in your group chats and your family chats. Exactly. And, it and it's not about having one person easier. switch ecosystem, whatever. It's yeah. about allowing us all to just have a conversation. Oh, man. Some of the moms at my school. <laughs> well, we'll have to have that conversation again next uh, we'll year. We'll have to save it. Yeah, right? We'll, you know, we'll, we'll have the we'll same see. conversation with you guys again next year at the summit. How much do you want? Okay, I'm going to put this out here. And, and people, please We're keep track of this episode. More. I'm making another bet. How uh, much okay. do you want to bet that Apple sits on this RCS announcement until next year's iPhone? And that only the iPhone oh, 16 sure. could possibly run RCS. It's an A18. It's an it's a it, A18 no, 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 it Bionic is, Pro. It, I think it's going to be the next version of uh, iOS. It's going to be the next version of the phone <laughs> for sure because of the amount of horsepower that it's going to be available. Because RCS is really taxing, guys. It's your, your there, phone there are like two hundred dollar phones in the Middle East that can run RCS. I mean, you need to build like a whole new iPhone chip. It is, and, but I, actually, RCS. you don't have to actually bet me on that one because I think that would be my, <laughs> that would be my prediction. Because this, it, come on, how long did it's it take Apple, them to do the right. USB-C and invented? <laughs> they invented. It, 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 it took them 
14 versions of the phone to invent USB-C. And right, then and right. make it sound like they just made their, their it was their approach to unify their uh, their portfolio. I think on that made, note, we should probably start wrapping this. No, 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 for sure. So <laughs> I hope that you guys find a lot of the information that we're doing and covering for you guys here are going to be exciting. Make sure to check out, like, actually, Juan made a perfect point there. I think both of our videos kind of dovetail very nicely to each other sure. because they were recorded right after each other. Yeah. It was like we started at one one interview, Juan and I, so I was behind the camera on one side. And so you, you actually, you may even hear him referring to me in the middle of the thing. Yeah. And then we switch over, we go to another conference and we met the two, other two executives and it was Juan with me in the room. So mostly what I'll say is a lot of exciting stuff has been announced here. A lot of cool things coming up in the near future. MediaTek is not here to play. They're here. Yeah. They're, they're, they're here and they're very serious. They're right? ready to compete. They're very much ready to compete. And I really want to see what the 9300 offers us, what NVIDIA can bring to the table with auto and what we see with Meta when we come to XR yeah. and AR and just all the solutions that we can get with a MediaTek dimensity. And we've got those points to keep track over the next year. Yeah. Because some of this technique, some of this technology is very aspirational and forward thinking. Yeah. No, no, of course. But we're getting the announcements in time windows where a one year cycle kind of makes sense. And that by this time next year, if we're talking about more XR glasses, if we're talking about more advanced uh, power saving features on wearables. I want to see, I want to see dimensity and I think we could actually realize some of that pretty soon. I think I like, so. it, it's a, it's a, it's a logistics issue, but it's one that I think a lot of these companies are looking to solve. For sure, for yeah. sure. And with that being said, I'm going to let Juan finish us up and sure. kind of close out in there. Hey, I'm going to go behind the so camera. Thanks for watching. We were kind of peeking in on the chat, but obviously we couldn't keep a window going up the whole time. And I know there's a lot of people saying you're exhausted by AI and stuff, but stay tuned. We both have videos coming out, digging a little bit deeper into the executive conversations on MediaTek. We'll catch you all next week for another episode of the best of our week. Bam!